How are you guys today? Yeah, God is so faithful. Sorry, I'm just looking at all the faces. You're all so beautiful. And it's so good. I think, I think the last time I preached, we were still wearing masks, was it? I don't know. It, I don't know if it was, but I'm enjoying seeing the smiles today. <laughs> all righty. So as you guys know, we are in a series called The Movement. It's a faith thing. Who feels like their faith has been stretched in the last few weeks, or even days, or even hours? <laughs> you know, like, so when we preach on something, I must apologize. God cha challenges us in that, and he tests us, and he goes, well, now you know what I can do. Let's see if you are up for the challenge. And so we've been doing a faith thing, but God is so awesome, because even though the storms come, He's faithful, and he's there, and we get to be encouraged. And uh, so, so far in the series, we've learned the first week, and I, I don't write the series titles here, the sermon titles. I remember the things that, that stuck out to me. So the first week, we learned to faith the facts, right? Yes, don't face the facts. We faith the facts. Whatever God has got, whatever the facts are in your life, we, we go at them with faith. And then we learn to raise a praise, yeah, even in the middle of chaos, we raise a praise. And then last week, who remembers last week's one? Yebel, <laughs> just Yebel. And if you look at Yebel backwards, it means obey. So just Yebel. And I've loved this because I think I probably use one of these phrases every day where God's doing something and I'm like, raise a praise or just Yebel, <laughs> you know, faith for facts. So God's been so good, and um, I'm excited today to just share with you guys a little bit of what God's been, been teaching me and showing me through his word. Um, so today we're going to encounter a woman who did something that didn't make any sense, but it brought incredible provision for her and her family. And um, so that's why I've called today's message, It Doesn't Make Sense, because faith doesn't make sense. And uh, so we're going to rip apart the word of God now, but I thought, can we just pray quickly? Will you guys bow your heads with me? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that you have given us. And I pray, Lord, that as we just dig into your word, that you would reveal yourself to us, that you would speak to us, soften our hearts, open our ears to hear you speak to us. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that's going on in our own lives, that you would highlight that and show us what it is that we need to do, Father God, to stretch these faith muscles, Lord. So we worship you. We give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. All right. So today we're in the book of 1 Kings, um, chapter 17, and we're meeting up with a guy called Elijah. He's a prophet, and he's just had an audience with King Ahab. And he said to King Ahab, there will not be any more rain in the land until I say so. And this was because King Ahab was a wicked king. He was building temples to Baal and putting up Asher poles. And he was leading the people away of Israel away from God and into idol worship. And so God sent Elijah to tell him enough is enough. So obviously the king wasn't very happy. So Elijah's on the run. He's run away. He's hiding. God has told him, go and sit by this brook and I will look after you while you're there. And so awesome thing, first ever Uber service. 
Every morning and every evening, the ravens bring meat and bread to Elijah. How cool is that? That's really amazing. <laughs> if we have a, a service, a food delivery service one day, we should call it like raven's wings or something like that, after the first ever one. But so God would provide for Elijah, and he could drink from the water in the brook that was also there. So he was sorted. He was okay. And then the brook dried up. Obviously, because there's no water. Elijah's like, there's going to be no rain. So eventually the brook dries up and God tells Elijah, okay, it's time for you to move. You're going to go to this place and you're going to find a widow and she will feed you. So Elijah gets up and this is where we're going to pick up the story in verse 10. So 1 Kings 17 verse 10 says, so he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Sure. To say she was having a bad day would be a serious understatement, hey? She's lost everything. She's got no husband, no income, no job, no security. It seems no family except for her son. She's got no one. She's literally said to the prophet, I'm going home to die. And then <laughs> God interrupts her day by sending her the prophet Elijah. And she has no idea what's about to happen but I've realized that God always gives us a choice. And so that's my first point. Faith is a choice. Who knows that everything in life is a choice? To get up in the morning is a choice. Sometimes we feel like we don't have the choice, but it's still a choice that we make. Um, decisions that we have to make every day. Um, cho some choices are harder than others. Who knows that? Yeah. But faith and trusting God is also a choice. So let's have a look and see what this widow did. She's actually amazing. So I love how Elijah starts this conversation. If we go back up into verse um, 10, he says, would you bring me a jar of water? Okay, seems simple enough, right? When I read that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's starting with something easy. But then I realized, actually, no, it's a drought. So for her to get a jar of water is probably already a challenge for her, right? I don't know where she was going to go get it, but it says there, as she was going to go get it. So it already shows us her heart. She was willing to go and get this stranger some water. So as she was going to go get this water, <laughs> I love it. It says, he calls out, and bring me a piece of bread, please. You know, like you're at McDonald's and you go, oh, and a side of fries. You know, just a quick extra little thing. But the weight of that was just too much for her. Now, Elijah had walked a hundred miles he, where the brook was. It had been a hundred miles to get to where this widow was. So he was desperate and he was hungry and he was thirsty. And God had promised him that he would meet a widow who would feed him. But he gets to the widow and she was just as desperate, just as hungry, just as thirsty. And she says to him, as surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. 
I'm gathering a few sticks to make our last meal, and then I'm just going to wait to die. I don't know what Elijah thought, but if someone said that to me, I would have been like, oh, I can't ask you for anything, you know? But Elijah knew the word of God, and it says here, sometimes waiting to receive your breakthrough requires us to be generous with the little that we have. We go, I have nothing. And God goes, you've got just enough for a miracle. Last week, Milo taught us that it, may see, it, it is something. It may seem small, but it is something. But once again, we have to make the choice. And as I was looking at this story, I thought, you know, she actually had every right, if the word is, to say to this guy, look, I really can't help you. I don't have anything. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go home and be with my son. You know, like no one would have judged her for saying that. She literally had nothing to give this man. But she made a choice to be obedient to what God had asked her to do. And I, I was thinking, and you know, we're faced with stuff like this in our lives every day. It might not be to give the last little bit of flour to somebody, but how many times have you said, I can't do that because I don't have, may it be, I don't have money, I don't have time, I don't have the energy, I don't have petrol in my car, those are all serious answers, and we use them every day, but God is going, really, you don't have anything, you know, what, what is that last little drop of petrol in the tank, <laughs> who knows what God could do with it, it's amazing. So this amazing woman chose to obey God. And if we head to chapter 13, uh, verse 13 of chapter 17, sorry guys, Elijah says to her, he says something amazing, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of me, a loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Wow. Now, I don't know about you guys. When I read this scripture, I was actually a little bit offended. Because I was like, here's this woman who has nothing. She has nobody. She's poured out her heart to the prophet. You know, she's like, ah. You don't understand the situation that I'm in. I've got nothing. And he's like, don't be afraid. Go do what you need to do. What did she just say she's going to do? She's going to make bread and then wait to die. So he's like, you do that. But first you're going to make me some bread and bring it to me. I was like, seriously? That's a little bit cheeky. And really, guys, I wrestled with the scripture because I was sitting and I was like, Lord, why? Why couldn't Elijah just, you know, like, Give her a hug and love her and like, it's okay. We'll make a plan together. It's going to be okay. But he was like, don't be afraid. Feed me, <laughs> basically. And I was upset. And then God said, sometimes when we're fighting for our breakthrough, he doesn't send you people who are going to sit next to you and have a pity party with you. He sends you someone that is going to say, get up. Get up. Stop complaining, stop feeling sorry for yourself, and just obey what God has told you to bring. 
because you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what he's going to do. How many of you need someone like that in your life? You have too many of them. <laughs> okay. Lizette needs some just love and compassion. But it's so true. How easily do we just go, oh, again, why, Lord? I feel so sorry for myself. Why am I suffering? And God just sends you someone that's like, come on, come on. We're on mission. We've got to keep moving. You can't lay here all day. That's not going to change your situation. So um, you, most of you know, but those of you who don't know, we have three kids whom I love very dearly and who are wonderful. They really are. I'm not being sarcastic. But kids are also challenging, right? Okay. <laughs> so the two boys, Rebecca loves to do, some, to do stuff. She loves to be active and out and about. But the boys, if I go to them on Saturday morning, okay, they just assume that every Saturday is pajama day. They're like, we're not getting up. We're not getting dressed. We're just going to. So if I go to them on Saturday morning and I'm like, good morning, guys. Get up. Get dressed. We're going to do something awesome. I promise you they're going to go, oh, I don't want to move. I just want to lay here. Can't I just watch stories today? You know, I'm tired. It's been a long week, Mom. And they will just moan and complain. And so I'm like, come on, guys. We've got something really awesome planned. I promise you're going to enjoy it. We purposely often don't tell our kids what the plan is, okay, just to be mean. No, not to be mean. <laughs> But I want my kids to learn that they can trust me. And if I tell them, we're going to go do something good, they must know, okay, it's going to be good. Like, let's just get up and go and do it, right? So they're not there yet. They still, like, moan all the way to wherever we are, like, oh, are we there yet? Until they see whatever it is. It could be McDonald's or the aquarium or anything. And then they're like, oh. This is awesome. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Thanks for bringing us, you know, like, and I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, aren't we also just like that with God? Hey, he's like, come, I've got something amazing for you. And we, the funny thing is we use the exact same excuses. Oh, I'm tired. Can't I just watch this movie finished quickly, God? Or Lord, you have no idea what a crazy week it's been or just don't have energy. I just want to stay in my pajamas today, God. And God is so awesome. He just looks at us and he smiles and he sends you someone that's going to go, get up, let's move, because what God's got for you is way more awesome than sitting here on your couch feeling sorry for yourself. So we've got to get up. The first thing we do with God is make the choice. He's a gentleman. It's always your choice. And when you've said, yes, I will follow you, well, then you've got to get up. And so I love verse 16, uh, sorry, verse 15, because she's made the decision. She's going to yebo, and it says she went away and did as Elijah had told her. And so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run, and run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. How amazing is that? God was faithful. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. But I want to hang on to this part, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. What's your lifeline? 
What's your verse? What's a promise that God has given you that you are hanging on to? Because it's going to get rough and there's going to be hard days and there are the days that you just go, God, I don't know if I can carry on. But what has he promised you? What has he told you? This widow got to hang on to the words that she was like, well, you said that the jar is never going to run dry and it will never be empty. It doesn't make any sense. But God, I'm trusting you. If you don't have something, get something. Get into the word of God. It is full of promises. Claim them. Take them as your own. God, you are my healer. God, you are my provider. God, you said that you would surround me with your wings and that you would protect me, that you would comfort me, that you would lift me up. What are you trusting God for? Put those pictures up, the the Bible verses up. I keep telling Milo as well. Put them on our mirrors. Put them where you're going to stand and brush your teeth. Put them in the kitchen where you're cooking so that you can constantly remind yourselves. We forget. God can give you a promise now this morning, and by tomorrow morning you've forgotten it because things are hard again. Put the word of God up so that you can just keep hanging on to that. (laughs) The morning that this widow woke up, she thought was the last day. She had no idea what God was about to do. She had no idea. I don't know how long it takes you to walk 100 miles, a while. Where's Levino? He runs fast. It would take you a while. So God had set up already, maybe a few days ago, Elijah, and he's like, Elijah, you're going here. So while this widow was sitting at home in desperation, Her promise was on its way. Her breakthrough was on its way. She had no idea. So she wakes up that morning. She goes and she's like picking up the stick saying, this is it. Can you imagine how she felt? She was a mom. She wasn't even just by herself. She's got a boy that she needs to look after. And she's got nothing. No hope. And she had no idea that just saying yes to a jar of water And taking a step of obedience was going to change everything. We have no idea what God is doing. There's that song, Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. God is moving. And we don't know when this morning, this act of obedience, this tiny little thing that I've got in offering to you could be the greatest breakthrough that you've ever seen. So now I've got one last point for you guys. Faith is a journey, not a destination. I just want to read verse 15 and uh, 16 to us again. It says, so she went away and did as Elijah had told her. And so there was food every day for Elijah and the woman and her family, for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. That's a pretty awesome scripture, hey? I look at that that verse and I get excited. I was like, whoa, God did it. He did what he promised. And in my mind's eye, I was like, oh, her cupboards are full. She never lacked. They were brying that night, you know. And then I was like, "Mm, no, actually, it just says, The jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. She still just had a jar of flour 
and a jug of oil, and every day she had to trust that it would not run dry. And so we often think that our miracle is going to come like, ta-da, you know, it's done, it's finished, all tied up neatly with a bow, and God doesn't always do it like that. Now, I want to share a story about my husband, <laughs> because he's amazing. Not too long ago, a friend reached out to him and said, Milo, can you help me? I've got nothing. And Milo went, whoo, we don't have much either, but okay. And so Milo told me this later in the day, and he was telling me the story. He's like, babes, this person needs help. And I was like, <gasps> he goes, so I transferred him my last hundred rand. And I didn't go, <gasps> I was actually so excited because I know that my husband is generous and I know that he knows who his provider is. It's not man, it's God. And so when he tells me I gave our last money away, I'm going, come on, God, what are you going to do? There's going to be a breakthrough because God has never let us down. He is always faithful. And you never know what he's going to do. It's actually kind of exciting. If it wasn't so scary, it would be just exciting. But it is scary as well. But so I want to challenge you guys. I know it's hard. What little thing are you hanging on to going, God, I actually can't do that because I've got nothing. But he's spoken and he said, come on, trust me. Step out. See what I'm going to do. <laughs> it all began with a crazy guy rocking up in her life going, can you give me a jar of water? And all it took was one step of obedience. So sometimes it's just one day at a time, one meal at a time, one doctor's visit at a time. Whatever it is that you're going through, Keep going, keep going. Faith is a journey, but you're not on the journey alone. God is with you. And these days that he carries you, and these days that he sends someone to kick you. <laughs> but we just got to keep moving because you never know, today could be the day that God brings your breakthrough to step you into the next thing. So I want to pray over us this morning. May I do that? Hmm. Can I ask us to step up in faith? If you are trusting God for something crazy and you're going, God, my situation doesn't make any sense. Can I ask you to stand in faith this morning going, God, I know that you can do something. I'm standing too. <laughs> But God, as your children, this morning, we make the choice to trust you. We make the choice to hang on to your word and your promises, and no matter what it looks like, we will obey. So, Father, I pray that you would help us as we prophetically get up, as we prophetically change our posture this morning, Father God. I thank you that you will change our situation. 
And Lord, I pray that you would help us open our eyes, Lord, not to miss the miracle because we're expecting it to come in another way, Father God. Open our eyes to see you, to see what you are doing, to see where you are working. And so, Father, I release breakthrough over us this morning. Whatever your situation is, give it to God this morning. And Father, I thank you that you are faithful, that you are good, but you are strong and mighty and powerful and the king over every situation. And so, Lord, I pray that if we're doubting, if we're scared, if we're unsure, would you strengthen us? Lord, stretch our faith muscles. Stretch our faith muscles. Father, thank you that you are doing something deep in us so that you can do something powerful through us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.